Two peas on a pod, it's a podcast about movies and other stuff. Two peas on a pod, brought to you live from two Mississippi movie buffs. Two peas on a pod, exploring films so you can get all the details. Two peas on a pod, here come your hosts, Jason and Dale. Live. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. I'm Jason, here as always with Dale. And uh, finally back with a new episode for you. Uh, sorry for the bad audio quality. Uh, we tried to record some episodes uh, during the holidays, but uh, I'll take all the blame for that. I was just really uh, kind of under the weather. Didn't feel very good. But uh, yeah, man, what's going on? You been watching anything good lately? Any Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I've actually been watching quite a bit, Um, you know, since since the last time we we did this. Oh, yeah, shit, it was, what, two months ago that we actually did it? Yeah, yeah. it's been a little while now. I'm trying to see if I can get to my notes here. I have made notes, but I can't even get this damn phone to come up. Jeez, okay, whatever, I'll just try to remember. Uh, no, the one that really strikes out that I, yeah, I had a whole list of, of movies I've been watching, and I can't get yeah. to pop it up. Uh, it won't let me look at my uh, notes, I don't think, but, oh, whatever. Um, no, I watched, uh, you know, you had that voodoo thing, and I checked out Maleficent. Oh, yeah. And I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I, I was too, man. I, I really, really liked that movie. Yeah, I I thought Angelina Jolie was really, really good as Maleficent. And, uh, I agree. You know, just you know, I, I know people bitch about, well, it's not the fairy tale. It's not the way it went. It's like, well, it's just an interesting take on it, you know? And I think they did well with it. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I, I felt the same way. I watched it with the kids, and, you know, I hate like, I hate Angelina Jolie. Usually if she's in a movie, I won't watch it because I don't like her. But she was perfect in that movie. Great job. Um, perfect casting, I think. And I think she actually came on as a producer and uh, had some creative control in there. And, and she wanted it to be as close to the original uh, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Is that right? Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, that's what it's yeah, based on? yeah. Yeah. But she wanted it to be as close to that as you know as they could. You could see that. I mean, there's there's yeah. scenes in it that are straight out of Sleeping Beauty, but it does you know it diverges at certain points. Uh, yeah. And it you know it it doesn't come across as a gimmick, which it could have easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it actually comes across as a good strong story itself, at least to me. Yeah. Um. Hey, but let that, me ask you, huh? you you saw her like cheekbones in that movie, right? Like when she would turn like yeah. her uh, her profile. Yeah. 
Like, was that is that part of the movie? Like, is that makeup, or does her shit really look like that? I, I don't know. Because uh, if it does, part, man, she looks like a fucking mongoloid. Uh, she could have had her breasts. You know, she had her breasts removed. She might have had to put in her cheeks. Yeah. I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it, it worked out for that character, though. It, it really yeah, I mean, seemed like a living, living cartoon, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I really liked it. I really did. Uh, it's something that I may end up picking up if I find it for cheap to watch yeah. again. Um, I also watched. Uh, God, and this this shows how long it's been because I watched this. Uh, I watched this well before Christmas. Was the RoboCop remake? Oh shit! How was that? Uh, it was all right. It was, you know, I, I knew it wasn't going to be the old one. And, uh, you know, uh-huh. I liked it all right. You know, I, I did. I like Michael Keaton in it, but it's different. It's a different take on it, though. It's nothing. It doesn't have that subversive um, feel as the 87 one. Uh, yeah, this is RoboCop, right? Yeah. Okay. I always get that in the remake of uh, Total Recall confused. Oh, I haven't seen that. Well, I haven't seen either one. Just, I mean, like, because they look really similar in the previews to me. But, uh, yeah, my brother said it was really good, too. And I uh, I don't know, man. I just, like, I love the first one so much. I just never had a desire to, to check it out. But I've heard, you know, it's pretty good from a few different people, so... I may have to actually give it a watch. Yeah, just you know, just remember it's just a different take on, yeah. on RoboCop. Um, you know what's interesting? Uh, talking about the original RoboCop, I mean, you know, it, it was set in the future. I don't know if it ever actually gave a, a date of when it, it was in the future. Uh, you know, Detroit. It, it's like spot on of how it is now. You know, because it's not. You know, it's of all the futuristic movies that are, you know, now, you know, we're flashing forward to right now, you know, everything was, you know, flying cars and hoverboards and just ridiculous shit. And it's just not like that. And, you know, the biggest thing is like a smartphone, you know? Yeah. You know, the internet and a smartphone, you know, that's, you know, the biggest breakthroughs we've had in our lifetime, probably. Oh, yeah. I, for this year, particularly, would be, uh, Back to the Future, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're, you know, oh, it's, it's n- n- not really much different than 1985. You know, we're, uh, you know, we still drive cars on the ground. Yeah, there's still no Biff Tannen or whatever the hell, what, whatever his grandson's name was. The Griff. Words and, you oh, know, wait. The, uh, was it? Was it Griff? Uh, yeah, it was, no, that was, was the, that was the old one. Yeah. Um, no, 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 Buford was the Wild West one. Then okay. Biff, and then Griff. You're right, okay. it was Griff. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't have huge trash cubes full of laser discs like they had <laughs> in the alley. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was Jaws 16 or whatever the number was. 
Um, it's really weird, man. Like clothing. I mean, as far as like fashions and stuff, they've pretty much come back around to where they're kind of similar to the way they were when, you know, we were, you know, five, six years old in the eighties. Well, I'm, I'm interested in looking at the styles, you know, I was at a store the other day and the furniture, you know, a lot of the furniture was retro. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like people were really always looking to do something completely new and make it totally futuristic. A lot of the time, yeah. I guess it's just what the consumer wants. They want something that reminds them of when they were kids. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, as much as they might move forward, they're still going to, the past is always going to be there, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. You know, even when in high school for us, those damn pants, you know, and, uh, they took the bell bottoms and made them ridiculous with those huge, oh, like, like you know, those bottoms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a couple pairs of Jinkos. Well, you could, like, fit, you know, drawers and midgets in your legs. Dude, you could so fit, like, an entire carton of cigarettes in the front pocket of those fucking things. <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> see, you know, uh, somebody you and I both knew had, like, a 42-inch circumference. Oh, pants. yeah, that was the thing, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's walking down the hall, and there's, like, dust bunnies and shit flying in front of him, because he's literally sweeping the floor as he's walking. It looks like a dress. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> the 42-inch circumference was the bottom? Yeah, it was huge. And, see, that's <laughs> the size pants I freaking wear. You know, I could fit yeah. in his pant legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, but yeah. Um, I don't know how he walked. I'm hitting people with his legs, with his pants as you walk by him. You know the hallway. You know, oh, yeah. glass lights out. You know, you couldn't help but hit somebody. But the yeah. hallways were clean, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> might as well just put some fucking swippers on the bottom of his feet. Yeah, might as well. Um, but no, I, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, this YouTube channel called, uh, kids react to, it's like a pretty popular thing. It, I, I see it popping up, like recommended to me all the time and I, you know, we'll just click on it just, you know, out of curiosity and it's like kids, you know, ages like five to like 15 reacting to like shit from our childhood. Yeah. Like one was like, uh, you know, the original uh, Nintendo console, and the one I watched, I think, yesterday was uh, the Skip It. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, it's like just a little thing that, uh, you know, mainly girls played with it, but you put it around your leg and you uh, basically jumped it with the other leg. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it twirls around yeah, and you, you just move your leg up and down around it. But, like, I want to fucking murder every one of these children in this video, dude. Like... I don't know. It just really pisses me off the way they—they're like, "Oh man, this is that thing from the '50s." I thought this was like 80 years old. Like, go fuck yourself, you little piece of garbage. Go get on your goddamn telephone and uh, you know. I want to watch you watch this shit. I want. No, I, I can't watch it, man. That scream of children. Uh, it makes me really mad. Uh, They—they're just so disrespectful, and they're. 
They're like, oh, man, my grandmother had one of these. Like, fuck you, motherfucker. That was like 25 years ago. It's not that old. Dude, uh, uh, speaking of that disrespect, you know, uh, being at college at my age, you know, I'm almost, but not quite, like twice the age of a lot of the kids there coming right out of <laughs> yeah. high school. And, uh, you know, other movies I've watched, I have two classes where we are watching, you know, either television shows or movies and, uh, you know, intro to film studies and uh, yeah. science fiction, uh, what is it, philosophy through science fiction. And uh, we're sitting there watching, like, well, we watched Wolf by Northwest in the uh-huh. intro to film studies and people were surprisingly respectful of that. I was, I was you know, it I, I was surprised about that. I was. It's a night class. It might have something to do with it. You know, if you go to a night you, class, you, you tend to be a little more mature. What? Well, I mean, just think about somebody who's going to sign up for a class like that in the first place, though. They probably got some sort yeah. of, you know, respect to begin with. Yeah. Um, but you had people. We watched uh, The Matrix in uh, my uh, philosophy class, and there were several of them just you know, laughing their asses off that. Laughing, yeah. You know, and yeah. that movie's not that old. The special effects really are not that bad. They're, they are groundbreaking for their for their time. Uh, even if I don't think the movie's the best one out there, I'm not going to sit there and do that. Uh, That's Neo, motherfucker. Just... You better respect. You respect Neo, yeah, I mean, you get the fucking hell out of here. That, that crap pisses me off. And this is why I won't watch the stuff I love. Like, like say they show Godzilla on, on on a theater, on a theater here, you know. One yeah. night only showing the original Godzilla. And I yeah. go there and there's a bunch of buttholes thinking they're going to be cute and make fun of it. You know, yeah. at the risk of the FBI putting me on some sort of list, none of them are going to make it out of there. <laughs> I'm making fun of it. Yeah. I mean, that pisses me off. Yeah, one, yeah, I'm biased, you know, towards the movie. But two, it's shitty to do that. If you're going to go make fun of a movie, get your friends together, sit at home, and all make fun of it. Don't be a cocksucker and go out and pay money and, and do that shit. With other people who pay money who may enjoy it. I know. I know. That's, that's, uh, that's the society we live in now, man. <clears throat> they don't. They don't have any respect. They're. It's. It's like. It's all about them. I mean, everybody is so. You know. Uh, so word I'm looking for egotistical and they're uh, selfish. You know. Yeah. They're. They're only concerned about themselves. I mean, that's the society we've built. You know, with uh, sites like YouTube and Facebook. Like you can feel like you're somebody when you're absolutely nobody. You know, a, a, a fake. Hey, you don't have to earn it. Yeah. I mean, everybody feels like that they're entitled to something, you know. When, yeah. I mean, I think that's a that's a really big problem with our country, but I, I won't I won't get into that. You know, nobody wants yeah, to scrub uh, toilets, you know. But you got to somebody's got to scrub toilets, you know. Nobody wants to be a garbage man, you know. But somebody has to do that job, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, you're not going to start at the top. No, and. There's nothing wrong with being, like, you know, at that level, a garbage man or anything. I have more respect for garbage men than I do a lot of other 
Occupation. Oh, no, I totally agree, man. I, no. I was just, you know, trying to think of an example yeah. of a, an yeah. occupation I, that people shit on. Um, uh, now, no, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, what, what irritates me, you know, just, I, I don't know. I mean, we're in a classroom watching a movie. Shut the fuck up. Even a teacher, though, I hate it because the teacher is having to sit there and say, you know, if you find something funny, you know, whatever, just try to keep it to yourself. So it's obviously yeah. a big issue even with that. But, you know, mm-hmm. I would actually find the shittiest movie with the shittiest special effects if I were an instructor there and show that on that and say, if anybody laughs, you get an F and you get the fuck out <laughs> of my class. And just see them all yeah. try and not laugh at this. Even though I know the movie, I would laugh at the movie. Yeah. yeah. Just to just to weed out the shitheads. That's I mean, that's kinda like I mean, watching a movie in the theater these days, you know, I don't I don't want to go on a huge tirade about this, but I know we've probably mentioned it on here before. You know, I'm almost to the point now where I'd rather watch a movie at home. Just so I don't yeah. have to deal with other people, you know, again, back to the, you know, selfish, you know, people just acting like they're in their house, you know, they're talking on their phones, all that shit. But oh, yeah. <clears throat> a, a while back, oh. uh, before we had kids, we saw a movie uh, called Mirrors. I don't know if you remember it. It's, it was uh, it was Alexander Aja, the guy that did uh, Hills Have Eyes and High Tension yeah. and all that stuff. You know, not a very good movie at all. But uh, you know, we saw the uh, saw the movie. It was a late show, like ten o'clock. And uh, it, this was a primarily urban crowd. Yeah. And uh, you know, relatively full theater, probably you know seventy five percent full, and uh, you know, mostly adults. And like there was a scene where uh, I forget her name. Uh, anyway, the lead actress uh, takes off her top. You know, you can see her tits. And it's like a, uh, you know, this is like a scary scene in the movie. And, uh, man, these people just start, uh, they start bust out laughing like they're children. You know, like, ooh, ooh, titties. And they laugh like like fucking hyenas. And it's it's like, what's wrong with you? Are you a child? Um, But uh, that, and then we saw uh, The Happening, another movie that's really shitty. And uh, that was that was primarily uh, young, like fifteen year old kids in that movie. So I uh, wanted to kill myself for most of that movie. Uh, that sounds like a wonderful time. Oh man, that movie's fucking god awful. Mirrors actually makes that movie look good. Or no, sorry, the other way around. Uh, the opposite way. Uh... Yeah, yeah, the happening makes mirrors look good. I think Shyamalan is uh, washed up. I think he's done unless he pulls you know, another sixth sense out of his ass. Dude, I've seen every one of his movies in the theater except for uh, The Last Airbender or whatever. Yeah. But no, I'm done with him. You know, The Happening. I gave him a, I gave him one with the fucking lady in the water. That movie is god-fucking-awful. And I saw that in the theater. And then, you know, a few years later, they say, Shyamalan's back. It's the happening. 
and then it's fucking like uh, musical trees or whatever the hell's going on. Did you not? Did he do Devil? He produced Devil, or not? I think he may oh, have okay. written it. He, he was involved. Okay. He didn't direct it though. Okay. That was uh, the Dowdle Brothers, I believe, that did that one. Oh, not the brothers. But actually, yeah. Well, they actually. Uh, I think they're they're a writing team, and I believe Drew Dowdle is the uh, director. But that I, I can go and segue into something I saw recently. Uh, As above, so below is one that they did uh, recently. I just got a chance to watch it. It's a pretty cool it. movie. It takes place in the uh, the catacombs in Paris. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of it. It was it was actually shot in the catacombs. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could be down there for too long. Yeah. It was a good flick, though. I mean, <clears throat> one of the better you know horror movies to come out last year. I think. Yeah. Pretty the pretty shitty year for horror, really. Now, I watched uh, pretty much all the big stuff that came out. I've seen uh, Horns. I saw Horns recently. That's the one with uh, Daniel Radcliffe in it. Yeah. And uh, the Horns was all right, man. I, I felt like it was really uh, talked up a little too highly to me before I saw it. I thought it was okay. That's you know that's uh, based on Stephen King's son wrote that. Oh, well, I watched based on his now. novel. Um, and uh, saw Honeymoon, which is probably my favorite horror movie of the year of, of fourteen. Really, really good, uh, you, you know, independent flick. I really enjoyed you. You would like that one a lot. Honeymoon. Well, I'll have to check it out. I don't want to tell you anything about it because I'd give it away. But uh, is it on Voodoo? Uh, no. Okay, uh, I'll find some other way to watch it then. No, it, it'll probably be on Netflix sometime soon. But uh, I saw the other big horror movie of the year, uh, The Babadook. Have you heard of that one? Oh, yeah, I have heard of it. It's Australian. Yeah. I, got, I mean, I was kind of disappointed by it, really. I mean, I know a lot of people were really high on it, but... Um, I don't know. It's like when people say it's so fucking great, you know, for months and months, and I finally watch it, and I'm just kind of like, eh, it was all right. Yeah. Well, you, you it wasn't a bad movie at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were saying it was like the best shit since Elvis, you know? And, uh, well, yeah, uh, what else have you seen lately? Well, watch. You actually asked me about this uh, the other day. It was um, I watched uh, Sweetwater. Oh yeah, I yeah, picked yeah. it up on Blu-ray. It's it was like three dollars at uh, at uh, Big Lots. And, uh, Damn, that movie's fairly new, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, twenty thirteen. Uh, you know, I picked up another one. I'll go into that in a minute. Um, but it, man, like, there's parts of it I really like, like the, the setting and the way it's filmed. Is I think it's really well done. Um, and I love Western. Uh-huh. I absolutely love them. But 
January Jones is the lead in it. Yeah. And she cannot carry a movie for shit. Yeah. She has no charisma at all. Um, I, I'm the kind of guy that you can't just put a pretty woman in there and I'll be like, oh, she's got kids. I agree. Okay. I agree. So you, I'm not. I'm not like some crow magnet. You know, I need. I need a little more than that. But uh, Ed Harris is he's freaking weird and it? he's just insane. But he and Jason Isaacs help kind of carry yeah. me where she falters. It's not bad, you know. You know, I I, I could recommend it, but not. Uh, you know, if you've got time to kill and three bucks to kill, and you want to see a, a new western, check it out. But you know, I I can't give a high recommendation. But it's not bad though. Um, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I'll it for you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, that January Jones, she's like the blonde chick from uh, Mad Men. And wasn't she in uh, the first X-Men or the... Uh, first the, Class, was, yeah. First Class, yeah. Yeah, she was in that. Okay. Yeah, she was She was not good in that one either. Uh, but she, I mean, like know, she said, fucking hit uh, it a whole lot to me. You know, she... Yeah. She, you know, she didn't carry the movie, didn't... They weren't banking on her to carry it. That's what her sweet water. It takes more than a than a than a pretty face, which I, I don't think she's necessarily that attractive, but um Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <clears throat> I I've never watched yeah, they, Mad Men, but I know everybody's pretty high on her. Uh, they could have found a female lead. Who could have carried it? I think I, I can't think of any right off the bat, but you know, you know somebody. Um, but uh, the other one I picked up, it was also three eighty eight, was uh, Jay Edgar. That oh, really? Movie about Hoover. Yeah, and uh, it was boring. Uh, it was really boring. I mean, I don't remember much of it, which does not speak well of it, because, one, I love Clint Eastwood. Two, I love historical, you know, docudramas or, you know, dramas. Um, and Eastwood is hit or miss for me. I either really love his stuff or I could do without it. Well, so much of his recent movies I haven't even seen. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, in the 90s, he did, you know, he did Unforgiven yeah. in 92, which was excellent. I think that is his high point to me. And then the later 90s was, you know, stuff like True Crime or Blood Work. It was just by the number of stuff. But he didn't direct Blood Work, did he? I think he did. Did he? Okay. Now, I have a poster for it. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I, I was thinking I he did direct that one about. Okay, all right. Uh, no, you're right. But, you know, he did. Okay. You're, yeah, you're he, right, he did. He, you know, he, he's very good at doing, you know, uh, by the numbers, solid movies. They're not bad movies. None of them are. But they're just not remarkable. It wasn't until he did uh, Million Dollar Baby, I think it was, that he really came back into prominence. But, you know, for every letters from Iwo Jima he does, which I love, he does a flash for our fathers, which I don't care for. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I thought I thought I loved them both, but I just didn't. 
Um, wait, wait, which one do you like? You like Letters from Iwo Jima? Yeah. See, I think I, that's the one I haven't seen because I didn't like Flags of Our Fathers either. I don't want it, it hurt. Just, uh, just check out Letters from Iwo Jima. It's actually a really good movie. Flags of Our Fathers was just, again, boring. It was just by the numbers and it didn't have much to offer, you know. Well, yeah. Jima is a little, it's it's unique, and you know, being an American film about the Japanese perspective uh, in the war, and the Japanese are not portrayed, not all of them are, are portrayed as fanatics. You know, you've got you've got various different people, which is true. You know, not all of them were wanting to, you know, die for the emperor. Right. Um, well, I mean, Clint Eastwood is racist for not casting any African Americans in that movie, though. He's racist for being white, a white old man. <laughs> did you ever see the? Uh, did you? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he could probably make an argument for that one. Um, but did you ever see? Uh, it was like. Uh, I forget the fucking name of the 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 follow up that uh, Spike Lee did. You know, after he made all those comments, he made his own war movie with with only black guys. It was Saint yeah. Anna or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Santa oh, Anna. Oh. Santa. The, the miracle okay, of yeah. Santa Anna. Yeah. Maybe something like that. It's not a very good movie. Yeah, you know, there's places for that. You know, just because the history, blacks were not allowed to, you know, fight like like whites were. That's just the history of it. I'm not saying it's right, but, they, but there really I were mean, no blacks on Iwo Jima. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's, just, that's why there were none casted because he was going for a you know realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, portrayal. I mean, it's it has nothing to do with race. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, that's that's ignorant. But sorry, go back. Uh, you can get back to Jay Edgar. Uh, no, it was just really boring. I, I I really could not get into it. Uh, even though I like DiCaprio. Um. I just I can't really recommend it. Really? Was it really long? It felt like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it had a pretty good length to it. I I don't That's what she said. Exactly how long it was. Yeah. Yeah, she sure did. <laughs> she sure did. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't really heard a whole lot about that movie at all, considering, you know, the people in it and, you know, Eastwood directing. Um yeah, and that's why. That's exactly why. Um, but uh, trying to think, you know, and going to World War Two, I finished watching uh, the BBC documentary, The World at War. You know, oh yeah. In nineteen seventy four, oh, it's twenty six episodes, I think it is. The main episodes. They did some supplementary ones, which are really interesting. I'm still working through those. That's an excellent war series, though. If anybody's interested in the war and hasn't, you know, seen that, I highly recommend it. Because it had interviews with actual participants, you know, you know, main participants in the war that 
like uh, James, uh, James Doolittle, uh, the Doolittle Raid yeah. on Tokyo. He's he's in there. Albert Speer is in there. Uh, uh, James Stewart is in there, which is cool to see him. <clears throat> um, you know, for people who don't know about his war service, but uh, you know they're all still alive, so that's really cool to see them um, in that. That's cool. Yeah, I recommend it. I mean, there's Soviets being interviewed about, you know, their. And this is in the middle of the Cold War, but it's Britain, you know. Uh, but uh, it's cool seeing that perspective. It really is. It's an excellent documentary, though. And I have to say, there there is an episode just on the concentration camps called Genocide. And uh, I thought that wouldn't get me watching that one. But that's not the one that really got me. It was the ones on uh, Leningrad and Stalingrad that really... Oh, really? Uh, just footage of Russian mothers, you know, just like caressing their dead son's faces. That really uh-huh. got me, you know, because it was, it was terrible. These were young kids yeah. that were dying. You know, right. it was just awful. You know, I'm, I'm not belittling, you know, the Holocaust at all. I just, I'm very well aware of it. You know, I've studied on it myself for years. I just didn't know a lot about, you know, you know, Stalingrad in particular. But it's, it's good stuff, man. It's, it, it's long. I mean, that's 26 episodes in an hour each. So, um, it, it's, you're getting your money's worth with it. Um, no, this is, uh, it's called uh, The World at War? Yes. Okay. Really good yeah, I definitely check that out. It's like a box yeah. set? Yeah, yeah, you can get it. Uh, I haven't picked it up yet, uh, just because the, um, the DVDs, the DVDs don't have subtitles, if I'm correct. Oh, really? Blu-ray does. But the Blu-ray aspect ratio has been changed a little bit, and people are bitching about it. But when I really looked into it recently, I realized that it's nothing to really worry about. But the thing was made for television anyway. It wasn't made widescreen. Right. So I'm not, I'm not that worried about it anymore. I'll pick it up at some point when I can find it on sale. It's, it's typically pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, was there anything else you've you've seen lately you want to talk about? Man, I, I know I've seen more, but I can't remember. I, 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 get on, I have to write this down on a sheet of paper instead of a line yeah. on the phone. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm... Let's see. Oh, well, I, I'll save them for later. Oh, you can go ahead. No, 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 seriously, I can't remember, but... It'll oh, okay. be good for another episode. I've just, there've been so many I've been watching. Yeah, I've watched uh, pretty much a movie a day every day in uh, January. So uh, I got a lot of shit to talk about, but not really anything interesting. Um, nothing uh, that you know groundbreaking. Um, we go ahead and get into uh, the Oscar talk. I, uh, you know, they released the nominations recently. We haven't had yep. a chance to talk about any of that stuff. Uh, 
I don't think either one of us really pay a whole lot of attention to the Oscars, you know, other than, you know, just, you know, acknowledging who won. But, uh, you know, it's all a, it's all a blow fest, you know, everybody blowing each other. I, but, uh, I put absolutely no, no credibility with the Oscars anymore. Oh, no, no. But anyway, uh, best picture, we've, uh, not really any surprises in there to me. Um, American Sniper, uh, Birdman, Boyhood, Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel, Whiplash, The Theory of Everything, Selma, and The Imitation Game. Have you seen any of those? No. Really? Yeah, all I saw was, uh, <clears throat> all I saw this year was, this last year would have been Godzilla, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and Guardians. Yeah, probably and, movies that would uh, get uh, the crowd favorites. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Guardians uh, would probably win the Critics' Choice. Guardians, I'd, I'd say the Matter of Dawn. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've you know I've heard about all these. I, I've seen Boyhood and I've seen the Grand Budapest Hotel. And uh, as far as Best Picture goes, I mean, it's, you know, tends to be a fairly uh, political statement. Yeah. So, I mean, right off the top of my head, I would say Selma. Um, but if if it's not Selma, it's either going to be Boyhood or American Sniper, just for the, the subject matter alone. I don't think it'll be American Sniper because people hate the military, um, you know, the Liberal agenda hates the military, so they're they're not going to vote for that movie. Um, but yeah, I I definitely say Selma for for best picture. Huh. On the and I'm basing that on nothing other than the subject matter. Uh, you may be dead on. Uh... But uh, let's see. The Boyhood got seven nominations. And I, you know, I saw it, and I mean, I, I knew a lot about it before I saw it. Like I knew the, this is basically shot over fifteen years, I think, or thirteen years, okay. whatever it is. You know, shot over a period of time. And uh, you know, you basically get to see this kid grow up. That's that's the whole gimmick of this movie. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about? Uh, uh, yeah. Boy, I'm, uh, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. I I just haven't. Uh, um, I haven't given any of that much uh, notice. Honestly, <clears throat> it's uh, Richard uh, Linklater. You know, yeah. dazed and confused uh, type guy. You know, I'm kind of rooting for him just because I like him as a director. I don't necessarily like this movie. But I like him personally because, you know, he tends to shoot around Austin. And, uh, you know, I just feel like he's kind of out of the, you know, out of the eye of, uh, you know, Hollywood, unlike a lot of these other folks that are nominated here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, it also stars uh, Ethan Hawke and the lovely uh, P- Patricia Arquette. Oh, okay. I'm glad she's still going to work. Yeah. 
And let's see, I'll go ahead and get into uh, actor. We got uh, Steve Carell for Fox, Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, um, Edie Redmayne uh, for some shit movie, and Michael Keaton for Birdman. <clears throat> so. Uh, that's See, I'm wanting to see Birdman. Uh, yeah, him just too. Just based on Keaton. Um, I'm, I can't tell you how glad I am that he's back in the limelight. Oh, I know, man. I know it. Shit, they're Shit, talking about a fucking Beetlejuice, uh, Beetlejuice sequel now. They, you know, they mentioned that years ago as Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Oh, Jesus Christ. That sounds like an episode of I the cartoon. Yeah, I don't see Michael Keaton doing it, though. I don't know. I feel like there could be like a, a you know, a, an oddball pick here. I would probably guess uh, Steve Carell. I haven't seen Foxcatcher, but I know everybody's talking like it's, you know, the best shit ever. Well, that must mean it is, apparently. You know, Steve Carell has been on this kick since leaving the office. Uh, you know that I, you know, that he's a legitimate, you know, dramatic actor. Yeah. So he's been fishing for an Oscar for years now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the guy. I've got no issue with him. I don't either. I just, I don't, I haven't liked him in any dramatic role I've ever seen him in. You know, I love The Office. Loved it. You know, it was a shame yeah. when he left that show. He made that show. Um, dude, Dude's funny as hell, you know, but... uh. I don't know. He's really pulling like a Jim Carrey or something by doing these movies. Yeah. Uh, you like him in uh, Little Miss Sunshine? Dude, I hate that movie. I do too. I really do, really. And it's pretentious. <laughs> I know you didn't like it. Exactly. Oh, no, exactly. I, I can't stand it. I got about halfway through and I was like, well, okay, we have a, a son who won't talk to anybody. We have a crazy grandfather. We have a yeah. gay uncle. You know, we have Greg Kinnear. I mean, you, you have all these like, like weird, like well, you, cliches of like, like weird cliches, not, not exactly cliches, but off the wall cliches. Started one family, and it was dog shit. It was just such pretentious crap. Like you need to like this because it's weird. See how weird we are. Like no. You know, so I turned it off. I won't watch that crap. Mm-mm. I totally agree. That's so you had to hit all your beats. You know, a chance. You had to hit your beats, and I actually like Juno. I'm probably one of the only people that would tell you that, but I thought Juno was funny. But I like, uh, you know, Michael Sarah. So I'm a big Michael Sarah yeah. fan. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, you probably wouldn't like Juno. No, probably not. But I've got the Blu-ray right. if you want to borrow it. Oh, okay. We'll watch it together. <laughs> Still commentary on it. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. And they'll, they'll, there'll be a yeah. drinking game associated with this. Every time we say cunt, you're going to have to take a drink. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't like that. 
that off the wall just for the sake of being off the wall. Because I don't know, man. Like, me, I like. I'll oh, go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just saying it almost for me like dares the audience to not like it. You know, like well, if yeah. you like it, you're not, you're not, you're not smart enough to like it. Right, right, right. Uh, exactly. You know, you can go fuck yourself. I don't like it because you suck. I don't like <laughs> you it. don't like it because it's not entertaining. Yeah. I mean, um, shit, I like overall crap, but I like intelligent stuff. If you make it right, sure. but you tell me I have to like something, you know, if, if you make a movie seem like I have to like it or I'll feel stupid, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be on board for that at all. No. And I mean, I like a lot of these quirky, you know, independent, you know, comedy drama type movies too. There's, there's quite a few that I enjoy, uh, but that, that one, yeah. Really missed the mark for me. But uh, as far as leading actress, no, really, I mean, nothing really to talk about. You haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Rosamund Pike, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She was in Gone Girl. Uh, I've heard the name. I'm not really familiar with her, I know. You know, David Fincher, uh, Ben Affleck stars. Kind of one of the. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of surprised it didn't get more nominations. I'm, but, I'm uh, aware of the movie, just not really Rosamund Pike. Check it out if you get a chance to watch the movie. Um, I don't know. I, I I was really into the movie. It's it's really long. It's almost three hours long, but I did get really into it near the end, and then it just. Uh, I think. You'll hear a lot of people say the same thing. It was a, a pretty, you know, sudden ending. You know, it, it it just left me wanting, you know, more movie. Oh yeah, which is very rare for me in a three-hour movie. Huh. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind checking that out at some point. Yeah, Rosamund Pike was a really good choice. I mean, a lot of people say she's not a very good actress, and I didn't really. Uh, think that she was bad but she she looks younger than she is which really uh is good for the role she's actually a couple years older than we are but she looks like she's early 20s to me and her you know her her role in that movie goes through some transformation so it's uh you know a good uh, good casting i think on that part but she probably won't win that uh you know reese witherspoon is fishing for her oscar here in wild which I'd actually like to see wild whenever I get a chance. But now, is that the movie where she? Oh God, where she uh, helps like some uh, Africans acclimate to uh, living here or something? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not really even sure of the plot of this movie. To tell you the truth. Oh. Um. Let me see. I'm looking it up now. I'm not a. Uh, no, this is a solo hike. She's basically just hiking across, fucking somewhere. Let's see. Oh, okay, fucking somewhere. Okay, we'll have to do that too. Hikes, hikes across a uh, thousand miles of Pacific Coast Trail alone. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
We all know that, you know, Reese Witherspoon should have won an Oscar for, uh, um, shit, I can't think of the name about it. Freeway. Oh, God, okay. Have you seen that? Okay. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces because my brother likes it. What was Keeper Sutherland? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that movie, man. And the the sequel's really good, too. She's not in it, but it's uh, Freeway 2, Confessions of a Trick Baby. Okay. Uh, but uh, a big recommendation. Uh, don't don't see Wild. Go see Freeway. That's what I say. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll probably end up watching that with my brother at some point anyway. Cause he's the only reason I would have watched uh, U-Turn years ago. Oh, God. U-Turn's a piece of fucking shit. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> it was like, see, fuck yeah, man. Oliver Stone made a new movie. Man. He loves it just because of, uh, oh, God, Nick Nolte being so <laughs> disgusting in it. This is shit. Uh, what is that? Hog or Owl? Something like Hog and Owl? Oh, Hog or Owl. That's where that came yeah. from. Okay. What you got? <laughs> some trash. You know, shit like that. He loves that crap. You know, just that weird stuff. And Nick Nolte's awesome. Anyway, he's just, yeah. he's, he's just great to see. <laughs> But, uh, He's underused, man. He needs to do more stuff. Uh, see, I loved him in Tropic Thunder. He was one of the best parts in it to me. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And, and Hulk. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Yeah, Hulk. He was good in Hulk. Hulk, man, you could tell he was just, like, ravaged by drugs and alcohol. Dude, he... I mean, the guy, even though I know he's older than 30 years old, he does not look as old as he is. And as much as I mean, the guy looks like he's been pickled or mummified or some shit. He looks a thousand years old. (laughs) How old is Nick Nolte? God damn, I didn't know he was that old either. He does look good. Wow. You know, you know what he was really good in was uh, the Cape Fear remake. You know what? That's one I want to watch. That's something we need to do for those remakes and original things. Oh yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I've seen the original. I think I, I, yeah, it's right in front of me here. I love the original. Mitchell yeah, me too. That, but uh, uh, yeah, I need to see. I need to see the remake. Oh shit! Okay, that... now now remember something I did watch very recently. That I hadn't seen it forever was uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, I do not like that movie at all. <laughs> Me either, <laughs> dude. I, hey, I, get the get know, the fuck out of here with your fucking gabagoo! I'm the monster, dude. I see the thing is, De Niro was the best part of it. I thought he was a good monster. Kenneth Branagh sucked as Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. He sucked as a director. You know, it just... I mean, the movie fight out sucks ass. Uh, the, the music is shit. The music is such... It takes you out of the movie, man. The music is terrible for it. Uh, it's just dog shit. I mean, I was reading about it that Coppola was originally going to direct it, but he decided to step back and produce it and let Brennau direct it. But after yeah. had, after he saw like the first thirty minutes of it, Coppola was bitching to him about it, and they didn't see eye to eye. So Coppola started right. disowning the movie. 
Uh, I wish Coppola had done it. If he had done it anything like his Dracula, I would probably have loved it. But uh, the movie has people it. usually oh, people usually compare those. They're usually like in a in a two pack together. Yeah, that's how I that's how I have it. Yeah. So I, I got Dracula by itself, and then I saw the two pack for the same price. So I got the two pack and did something with. With the Blu-ray, I don't have it anymore, and I wish I just had Dracula. <laughs> you know what's unfortunate about that uh, Frankenstein is uh, that that was my introduction to to Frankenstein movies. Oh, that sucks, dude. Because I I had read the book. I love the book. I had read the yeah I had read the book, so you know I knew the story, but. Uh, I blind bought a previously viewed VHS tape for probably way more than I should have paid for it. Oh, dude. Anything is more than you should have paid for it. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, it's just bad. And I wanted to have wanted to like it. Because originally I didn't like Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Coppola's version. I didn't like it originally. And then... I went back and started watching. I appreciate it a lot more now. I really like it. But uh, I'm I'm yeah. still back and yeah. forth. Uh, it's it's very boring to me. Is it? But I mean the the parts that aren't you know watching Keanu Reeves like writing a book are <laughs> uh, you know pretty entertaining. Uh, he he is. It's like with Frankenstein. There's only one good part to it, and that's De Niro. With Dracula, for me, there's only one bad part, and that's Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I like I Keanu, so. I, I love Keanu Reeves as a person. And I love him in certain roles. Like, he's made for Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, and Point Break, I like him in Point, point Break. Break. Fuck but, yeah, Point uh, Break, you know. that's what I was about to say. Johnny fucking Utah. Yeah, it's a great movie. I, I just uh, he 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 sucked in uh, in Frankenstein, not Frankenstein, but Dracula. And I hate that have, because uh, I do like the guy. Have you seen uh, Forty Seven Ronin? No, I haven't. It's one I'd like to see though. Have you seen John Wick? That's one I really want to see. No, I haven't seen that. I want to I see John Wick too. I, I, I may. I may end up buying that in a blind buy. I've heard so much good stuff about it, and I like yeah. Keanu. Forty Seven Ronin was awesome. I'd love to buy that one too. Okay. I definitely yeah. recommend that one. Yeah. Cool. Kind of, you know, this shit that, that you know flies under the radar. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily, you know, gangbusters making money, but you know, decent movies. Well, it's just. You know, John Wick, I heard, was just really entertaining. Yeah. So, and that's that's what I want to see. Um, Keanu's a cool guy, too, though, because... I, was it you telling me about his... Uh, was it his sister that died? I don't... I don't... Uh, the, the story that I know right off the top of my head was... Uh, Somebody working on a movie for him, he just talked with them. Because Keanu just talks to everybody, apparently. He doesn't think he's better yeah. than everyone. Um, and the guy, they were just talking, and the guy was like, yeah, I'm wanting to go to 
college. I'm just having to save up money for it. You know, so Keanu paid for his college. He gave him like five hundred thousand dollars, I think, to go to college and everything. It was a lot of money. He just gave it to him so he could go to college. You know, and that, oh really? Yeah, yeah. And and see, my thing is, is you can make good movies but be a total asshole in real life, and it does affect the way I see you in film. It does. You can make you can be retarded in movies, but be a great person, I'm going to give you a pass. That's just the way I am. If you're a nice guy, that's all that matters in life to me. So Keanu could, you know, make shit for the rest of his life. I'll still like him. Even though I, I hate, uh, God, the day the earth is still, I loathe it. I, I still like the guy. It doesn't hurt the way I feel sure. about him. Well, that that was a cash grab for him, you know? He's doing like a, you know, one for them, one for me type deal. Yeah. You know, and I don't blame him for that. I mean, you know, it's what you got to do to get by. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, I mean, he's, he's doing some odd shit, you know, that you wouldn't see, you know, a, an actor of his caliber doing. Because he's, I mean, he's one of the richest actors out there. You know, next to, you know, two or three guys probably ahead of him. He's one of the richest guys in Hollywood. Um. But uh, no, what I was what I was thinking of is his his girlfriend died in, in 1999. She died in a, in a uh, car accident, and I remember him. He uh, he took a break from uh, uh, you know doing movies for a little while. I think. Oh, oh, just uh, get over that, yeah. Yeah. Well, he did a really good uh, documentary called Side by Side, also, if you get a chance to watch, uh, in 2012. Well, no, he must have just produced it, because it, he's not a director on here. Okay, yeah, he must have just produced it. It's a good movie anyway. Check it out. It's about okay. uh, cinema, cinematographers. Oh, I think you've told me about that at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. It's uh, it's been a little while since I saw it, but it it was on Netflix at one time. Yeah, really good movie. But fuck, man, back to the Oscars. Not really a whole lot more going on. Uh, I mean, the point I was trying to make earlier is was Ethan Hawke is uh, best supporting actor nominated for Boyhood. Uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, supporting actress nominated for Boyhood. So, I mean, Boyhood could potentially sweep, you know, Best Picture Director, uh, Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress, and, you know, some other dumb shit that nobody cares about. Well, what what day is that coming out? Boyhood? I'm I'm sorry. When is is the Oscars going to be shown? It is going to be... It's so hard to find the fucking dates on these things, man. It's in uh fuck, I think it was like March. We're we're doing a live uh show for the uh, the sausage factory for the Oscars. We basically just shit talk everybody on the on the red carpet. Oh, okay. Here it is. Yeah. February twenty second. Okay. Well that's later than I thought. 
Yeah, it seems like it's. I'm always off on when I think it is. I'm either too early or too late. But like I said, I've, that shows how much attention I've I've paid to it over the years. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't give give it much credibility. You know, other than that, uh, one quick thing I wanted to mention before we got off of here was, uh, I, you know, I think you and I both have been watching a lot of uh, Kenny versus Spinny lately. Yeah, 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 I watched a lot over the holidays. And uh, I'm, I'm close to finishing. I think I've got like two seasons left. But I saw uh, Spinny's movie, uh, Night Before Last, called Confessions of a Porn Addict. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, man, it's not very good. That doesn't surprise me. Um, really odd movie. Uh, <laughs> this was made like back when Kenny versus Spinny was still, you know, they were still making new episodes, and uh, a lot of the acting in there is really similar to how he acts on Kenny versus Spinny, which you know really Erotic. makes you wonder. Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the dude—that's the thing about the show. He—he he doesn't have any like charisma or anything. No, it's uh, Kenny who does. See, everybody loves Kenny, and I—I I don't like Kenny. I think he's a fucking asshole. But you oh, know, I realize he's an asshole. A, you know, I realize it's a oh, yeah. show, but you know, all the people that like root for—they're always going to be rooting for Kenny. You know, even though he cheats ninety percent of the time. Yeah, he doesn't really hide it either. No, oh man, so much awful shit he does. Oh my god. The, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, this movie's not very good. The uh, Confessions of a Porn Addict. Um, he just like is a ferocious masturbator. Which I'm, and, uh, I think that's like how he really is. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, he basically gets caught jerking off in a in a porno store, and uh, loses his uh, wife, like loses his job, loses everything. There's like an article in the paper about him, and uh, he's got a, and his uh, like cousin or some shit decides to make a documentary, because he's gonna go to jail for indecent exposure. Um, you know, and they're and they're trying to make this documentary to kind of show his side of it. Yeah. And then come to find out that his wife that divorced him is now a, a porno actress. <sighs> what the hell? <laughs> and the hilarity ensues. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not funny you? though. Oh. It's built as a comedy. It's not funny at all, man. It was a chore to watch, and to make it that, uh, that much worse, I tried to watch uh, with the commentary on after I finished it, and that yeah. is just a boring motherfucker, man. He is just a boring dude. Yeah. Like, he plays such a good straight man in that show, but I don't think it's acting. I think he's really that way. Yeah, uh, that's what I've read. Kenny said he's like that, and... uh I mean, I, I can't really trust everything Kenny says, though. But he talks shit about Spinny every time. You know, yeah. Every time he can. But, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, playing it from the heart. 
Well, they've, I mean, I think they've, they've started touring with that show. I don't know how it goes, but they've, they've kind of brought it back a little bit. Kenny versus Spinney. Just in Canada or in the U.S. too? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably just Canada. Probably because both of them like went out on their own and did fuck all that was successful. Yeah, I know Kenny have been trying to do some more stuff for a while. And Kenny went and did uh, a show called Testies and uh, maybe another show that lasted maybe one season. Spinny yeah, did this blue. movie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Have you seen any of that? No. No, I, I've heard it's uh, Crying for the Will. The cannibalism episode is pretty rough. Oh, really? Yeah. Does yeah, he, he eat people? He, uh, from what I know, he drinks blood and eats placenta. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. <clears throat> yeah, watch it right now. Just you just get the lube out, get out a, uh, a towel, sit uh, down like you're about to commit seppuku or whatever, uh, or you're about to show a dagger in your gut and just get a towel on yourself. Well, let me minimize these yoga videos and uh, <laughs> let me bring that up. Just just zoom in on the butts. On the camel toes, whatever it is you like. Oh, yeah, all of it. It's all good. Hot um, camel toe action there. CT. Uh, but uh, no, Spinny went and did this movie, and then he also did a show called Single White Spinny. Which I haven't seen. Yeah, I've heard of it too. To, to see some of that, I bet that's god awful. And uh, I think Kenny blames. Uh, I mean, uh, Spinny blames the that it, it wasn't like marketed well or something. Mm-hmm. But it 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 failed. You know, they they both probably got shows just because of Kenny versus Spinny. So it was probably in their contracts or something that you know they'll get an opportunity to to do a show. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that one. Well, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll have to get right on that. How did you find it? Uh, I got the, the disc from Netflix. Oh, well, okay, okay. Yeah, there was, it was a, oh, but what I was saying was I watched the commentary and just, it, it put me to sleep, literally. <laughs> Good. I mean, literally. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was. That was pretty awful commentary. Um, is it just him? But it was him and the director. Which it should have the, been the same in a commentary. Yeah, that would have been that. That would have been fucking entertaining as hell. But uh, apparently, the guy he's directed uh, a bunch of stuff, but he's directed a bunch of episodes of. Kenny versus Spinney too, so and uh oh. they co wrote this story together. Sounds like a great story. But Dale Dale, let's let's address the elephant in the room here. And the the elephant is Melissa McCarthy. Oh and I did. Not the like casting that. of the new Ghostbusters movie. 
to. It's been revealed. Well, I don't think anybody you... could have been surprised by Melissa McCarthy's cast. I mean, whatever this fucking dickhead director's name is, I don't even care about looking him up. Paul Paul Feig, here it is. He, uh, I mean, he went with two of his people. You know, he went with uh, uh, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. So, no surprise at all there. No. And uh, the other two that we know of so far are Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. I'm not familiar with either one of them, but uh, obviously one of them is a, a black lady. And uh, Leslie McKinnon Winston. is... Uh, do what? She's Winston. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the way they're going to play it up, I'm sure. But uh, the other one is just like a blonde chick who looks like she's done a lot of like sketch comedy stuff, like Saturday Night Live. That's she may probably. be a current... Probably what all of them have done. She may be a current cast member on there, which I haven't watched Saturday Night Live very frequently in years, uh, at least two or three years. Um, so, yeah, all the new people on there. That, that show sucks now. Yeah. But why do you feel about that? I, how would you like seeing uh, old Melissa McCarthy in there? I, I really don't know what to expect from it. You know, I've made so many <laughs> slimer jokes and all that. But I just, I'm curious how they're going to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be serious here. I'm, I'm curious yeah. how they're going to go about it. With, uh, with, it it's not the female cast that worries me. It's it's not, not uninspired casting, I guess. Melissa McCarthy, as soon as he was announced, everybody knew she was going to be in it. Exactly. As soon as it was, as soon as it was announced, people knew she was going to be in it. And she denied, denied. We all knew. Yeah. My biggest thing is, uh, I hope Bill Murray doesn't have anything to do with that. Oh, no, he's, he's got a role in it. He's in it. He's all about it now, Dale. See, that's that's kind of shooting in the face of, of uh, you know, Acorn and them. No, he's gone he fucking no. He's got to... Yeah. He plays a character named Martin Hess. Uh, okay. Exactly what we said when we first heard about this. We said Bill Murray is going to be in playing like a fucking janitor or some shit. Going to have five minutes of screen time at the absolute most. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Remember this motherfucker? He was in the first movie. Now let's talk about some goddamn tampon jokes. Yeah, we need tampon jokes. That's, I mean... <sighs> he could be snack number one for Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Fucking I hope she's slimes him with just diarrhea just from that bridesmaids thing. She slimes him with her pussy. <laughs> Good, yeah. Now your mom's really not going to listen to this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to keep my parents from having anything to do with this. 
<laughs> oh no, I've been slimed. Uh, Smells like catfish in here. <sighs> but uh, yeah, instead of yeah, another off, uh, uh, instead of throwing out the uh, whatever that box was, they just throw on a tampon to catch the ghost. It just absorbs it. <laughs> Oh, you know it's going to be awesome CGI horseshit. The entire bit is going to be added in post. But the main bad dude, I'll oh, get a load of this, Dale. You'll you'll enjoy this too. Uh, the main guy that's going to be the bad guy is uh, Peter Dinklage is number one for that role right now. How does he expect to survive being in a movie with Melissa McCarthy? I mean, uh-huh. seriously. I mean, if somebody, like, drugs him, puts him in a hot dog costume, let's say Bill Murray does that, he's he's done for. <laughs> uh, just wiping mustard and relish all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm being really, really... I'm being an asshole regarding her weight. <laughs> I just... I just... Uh, I have no desire to have anything to do with it with the movie. I, you know, and, and granted, I haven't seen anything about it yet. I don't know that I need to. No. I, I don't want... I mean, when you think of Ghostbusters, I don't know. I mean, I, I know you like the movie, but you probably don't hold it in too high of a regard. Uh, you know, Ghostbusters, to me, was originally not... You know, I mean, I don't think of it as a comedy, necessarily. You know, it's it's more of like an adventure type movie to me. Yeah, it is. The comedy is secondary. Exactly. I mean, you, you've got you've got comedians, you know, with with good acting chops. So, you know, they can do that. You know. Well, yeah, you take funny people and put them in a situation like that, even though the situation's absurd. It's still a horror kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the the first movie was a fluke that it was so good. Yeah. You know, and, and they're they're going, uh, you know, going about it. They say, okay, let's do the exact same thing with an all-female cast, you know, and it's just, it, you just, I don't know. You can't, you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. No. No, you can't. I mean, uh, I, the second Ghostbusters proved that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually really like Ghostbusters, too. I know a lot of people don't, but, you know, I saw it in the theater. I was old enough to see that one in the theater, so I, uh, you know, really enjoyed it. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like this movie's trying to do too much out of the gate, you know? It's... I mean, it's just trying to hit all the beats, you know. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to bring anything new, you know, to the Ghost Rushers thing. Um. But yeah, I guess that's enough on that. I, I don't. I don't think you were very surprised either about the casting, but. No, not at all. <sighs> not at all. I, I Whatever. Mean, that just shows the director is not. I don't know. He's just going to do, uh, uh, again, by the numbers, 
I didn't think Bridesmaids was very good. I mean, everybody was, you know, all about that movie, and I didn't think it was all that great either. I haven't seen it. I just know about the diarrhea. Oh, fuck. He did the heat, too. Oh, wait. I mean, he was an actor in the heat. Yeah, the diarrhea was by far the best part of that movie. Well, dude, diarrhea is the best part of any day. Yeah. Anything. Bridesmaids. He did do the heat. God damn it, man. He's all over Melissa McCarthy's dick. He's got a movie called Spy with her in it coming out. That'll be his fourth Mm. movie with Melissa McCarthy. And then, uh, of course, Ghostbusters coming out in 16. But I guess we can get off of that. Yeah, I can't add any more to it. I'm, I mean, I'm not shocked or anything. It just, it is what it is. You know, well, I can't wait to see pictures of it. You know, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if they're going to pour over from, you know, the other movies, the originals. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just it's hard doing a remake, man. It's it's you, they they try to, you know, make the original fans happy as well as the new fans. So you're constantly having to you know do shit for the young kids and then nods back to the old shit. Yeah. And it's it's you just can't approach it like that, you know. Just make a movie, make a good movie. It needs to be step number fucking one, you know. Not we need to have the a Winston, but make her be female. Oh yeah, it's like uh, they just have a checklist. I go on down. Do we need this, this, and this? You know, get the check for Bill Murray. Uh, oh yeah, that's all else. Do you think? Do you think if Harold Ramis hadn't have died, you know, relatively young the way he did, uh, do you think that this movie would have happened otherwise? I don't know, man. It's hard to tell if it's Ramus's death or the fact that he died on, you know, the the thirtieth anniversary, pretty much, of Ghostbusters. I don't no, think. I, don't, I think if Ramus hadn't have died, I don't think it would have gotten that that new uh, transfer it got, the new four K transfer or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, probably not. Um. Because that's all you heard about for for weeks, you know, was his death. Yeah. People that don't even know who the motherfucker is talking about him, you know, like like he's the second coming of Christ. But, uh, all right. Next next piece of news here I've got, I, I know you'll probably really appreciate this. Uh, Michael Moore has uh, gone to his Twitter account and he's uh, talked a lot of crap about snipers, about how he hates snipers and how uh, snipers are cowards, you know, with the success of American Sniper. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. I figured you would have heard about it. 
Well, let I'm, me read you uh, what our good buddy Michael Moore said. I've, I've heard people have been talking shit about American Sniper. Uh, but, but uh, yeah. Michael Moore's a fat piece of shit. Uh, he's not gonna read you what he said All he's here. doing is just, uh, yeah, go ahead before I get too wrong. Uh, let me read you exactly <laughs> what he said. Okay, this is his uh, tweet. My uncle killed by a sniper in World War II. I'm reading it exact words. His gra- you know, grammatical errors are his fault. My uncle killed by a sniper in World War II. We were taught snipers were cowards. We'll shoot you in the back. Snipers aren't heroes, and invaders are worse. Are worse. The the letter R. And then he he tweeted again. But if you're on the roof of your home defending it from invaders who've come 7,000 miles, you're not a sniper. You are brave. You are a neighbor. I don't exactly understand what he's trying to say there in the second one. I am making a documentary <laughs> that exposes the truth behind this fascist team. You look in the lens and say, Team America killed my mother. Team America killed my mother. Yeah! yeah. Now say, now say, Team America ate my baby. What? Say it! Team America ate my baby! Yeah! Yeah! Down with the fascists! Down with the fascists! <laughs> He's just... Uh, wild mouth propagandist piece of shit. He's not relevant. I mean, he's just trying to be relevant again. The dude's going through a horrible divorce with this beast of a wife, and he's just probably pissed about it. He's losing money. Uh, I hope he loses everything. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, I I just I do not like the guy. It doesn't surprise me that he says that. You know. Well, you, you know what this is. This is a. Uh, an attempt to stay relevant. That, yeah, you know? that's the only reason he's doing that now. Well, I, I mean, he's got to have his his button on a, on a hot issue, you know, his finger on the button of a hot issue because nobody gives a fuck about him anymore. Yeah, it's... Uh... Well, <sighs> you know, it, it's... It's become hip to, you know, talk shit about the military. You know, I, I, I saw this comment the other day on something I was looking at. Like, I think it was on a uh, a review of American Sniper. And it was, uh, the first line of it was, I'm not a big fan of the military or anything. <clears throat> and I just thought to myself, I was like, I mean, you're living in America. So you owe the fact that you're doing this right now to the military, you know? Like, you know, it, it's just taken for granted in our society, you know, what what happens, you know? People die, yeah. so you can fucking type your little review on your machine right now, you know? It, it's a lot like the people, and even though the Vietnam War was, was bullshit, I mean, the war is bullshit. I don't agree with, with us. No, going into Afghanistan, I think we needed to do. Iraq was a little different, but uh, sure, sure. Shitting on I mean, the soldiers is a different thing. It's just like the people spitting on the soldiers coming in, you know, from Vietnam, which is disgusting to me. I, I totally and, uh, agree. They're the cowards. They're the cowards. Michael Moore's a fat piece of shit coward. So fuck him for anything. He, well, anything he has to say is bullshit. I agree. I just thought you'd find it interesting. Um, 
this was on January 18th, so it's not really new news, but uh, I, I know your love of Michael Moore. You really appreciate that. I do. I appreciate what he's done for our country and his love for our country. <clears throat> it's just, I, I don't know, man. It's it's just become like acceptable to talk like that, and not to say that you know you you aren't allowed free speech, but you know the reason why you have free speech, you owe it to the military. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get it. But uh, anyway, I guess we can get on to our main topic here if you want. Uh, no one would have believed in the middle of the 20th century that human affairs were being watched keenly and closely by intelligences greater than man's. Yet, across the gulf of space on the planet Mars, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our Earth with envious eyes, slowly and surely drawing their plans against us. Mars is more than 140 million miles from the sun. And for centuries it has been in the last stages of exhaustion. At night, temperatures drop far below zero, even at its equator. The inhabitants of this dying planet looked across space with instruments and intelligences of which we have scarcely dreamed, searching for another world to which they could migrate. They could not go to Pluto, outermost of all planets, and so cold that its atmosphere lies frozen on its surface. They couldn't go to Neptune or Uranus, twin worlds in eternal night and perpetual cold, both surrounded by an unbreathable atmosphere of methane gas and ammonia vapor. The Martians considered Saturn an attractive world with its many moons and beautiful rings of cosmic dust, but its temperature is close to 270 degrees below zero. An ice lies 15,000 miles deep on its surface. Their nearest world was John Jupiter, where there are titanic cliffs of lava and ice with hydrogen flaming at the tops, where the atmospheric pressure is terrible, thousands of pounds to the square inch. They couldn't go there, nor could they go to Mercury, nearest planet to the sun. It has no air, and the temperature at its equator is that of molten lead. Of all the worlds that the intelligences on Mars could see and study, only our own warm Earth was green with vegetation, bright with water, and possessed a cloudy atmosphere eloquent of fertility. It did not occur to mankind that a swift fate might be hanging over us, or that from the blackness of outer space we were being scrutinized and studied until the time of our nearest approach to the orbit of Mars during a pleasant summer season. We were going to be doing uh, the original versus remake of some movies, and, and not your typical ones you might think of. We've uh, you know got got some ones that uh, you know may not be the most popular choices here, but today we're going to be talking about uh, War of the Worlds, the original, and uh, the remake with. Uh, Tom Cruise, the, the Steven Spielberg directed uh, masterpiece. Yeah, masterpiece. I like how you use that to describe the remake. Yeah. Uh, well, Tom Cruise is yeah. throwing sandwiches at windows, man. It's a fucking that's a fucking work of art. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Do you want to begin, or do you want me to? Uh, why don't you? Because I mean, you really, uh, you know, enjoy the original film. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing the original as a as a kid. Um, it's one of the first VHS tapes I picked up, you know, for myself. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, what was it? The original came out in 1953 with Gene Barry and what's her name, Ann Robinson, I think it was. And uh, uh-huh. it was uh, George Powell directed it. No, no, no. He, he he did the special effects. He produced it. Can't remember uh, the name of the director, but uh, Byron Haskins. There we go, Byron Haskins. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, War of the Worlds book is my absolute favorite novel, and uh, you know. But I saw the movie first, so all I knew of was the the the, the spacecraft, the war machines in it before I read the book and realized that the war machines are nothing like they are right. you know, in the book. And, um, you know, I personally prefer the tripods. That design is just really cool to me. Or as H.G. Wells describes on milking stools, um, the book was 1898. Um, but um, I love the iconic image of those war machines. Those things were great. You know they're they're yeah. graceful and, and devastating, um, and it needed to be updated. I understand, you know, it half a century had passed. It needed to be updated a little bit. That's fine. But sure. uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. Uh, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but like the beginning, just that great music. It starts up and then it goes into you know, the World Wars. You know, yeah. it has the footage of World War One and Two, and then bam, it's War of the Worlds. That's just a cool beginning to me. But um, yeah, I really, really like uh, you know the original. That and see, G. Barry is a scientist, the main scientist. Uh, his name is Clayton Forrester. You know, which is where they got that name for Mystery Science Theater. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the movie's a product of its time. You know, it's very 50s. It's, you know, right there in the, the Red Scare thing. It's right before McCarthyism. Right. But, you know, there was a lot of fears of, of that. Um, even though I don't think the aliens were meant to, to be communists in any way, uh, which is to me, says something about it that it didn't really go into that. It did go into the atomic fears. Right. But, um... So very much a political commentary yeah, of yeah, the time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's solidly a 50s science fiction movie. It's one of the better ones. Um... But, uh... Yeah, I... It's just one of those movies, one of the earlier sci-fi movies I saw. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty special to me, I guess you could say. But uh, yeah, what were your opinions of it? Yeah, you know, I remember watching this movie. You know, watching it again. You know, I remember a lot of it 
from seeing it at your house, even though I don't know that I ever actually sat down and watched it. You just always had it going. Yeah. Um, so I definitely remember parts of the movie. Um, it's been a couple months since I've watched this, so you know, bear with me. I lost all my notes <laughs> for, oh, oh, for, for this. So uh, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. It, it felt a little. Uh, I mean, the impression I originally got was it. I mean, the acting seemed like it was a little, you know, under par to me. I agree. It's okay. almost wooden. Yeah. Well, it, it felt, uh, I don't know the 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 way I'm trying to describe it, but just of almost like a soap opera type style of, you know, the way a lot of movies were back in the 60s, or, uh, you know, 50s, 60s. Yeah, the, the uh, I think I know like, what you're really, about that. Like, like over dramatic almost, you know, overacting. Yeah, and you know, with uh, Gene Barry himself, he was he he didn't show any emotion really until towards the end. And even yeah. then, it's it felt like he was. It almost seemed like he was having to portray the all American male. You know, don't show emotion. You. Right, you're gonna you know, you're gonna get through everything. It's all gonna be okay, you know. But you can't show, you know. You have to be almost stoic, and that's right. almost how he was. I don't, I can't really compare it to anything else Gene Barry did, because uh, I can't think of anything else I've seen him in right off the bat. Even though he had a pretty long career, uh, he actually passed away a few years back. Yeah, it hasn't uh, been that long, has it? No, it was a couple of years after the, the Spielberg War of the Worlds. But uh, Anne Robinson's still alive. She does conventions every now and then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand why it's a classic science fiction right. movie. It, it, it deserves it. It really does. You know, you the acting, yeah, it was below par. Special effects, though, were were really really good for that time. Um, sure, sure. It. I mean, you know, me saying that, I, I was just trying to say that was one of the first you know impressions I had of mainly uh, the lead actress. I, I think. Uh, what did you say her name was? Anne uh, Robinson. I think Anne Robinson. Yeah. And. Uh, but screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. But uh yeah, I did enjoy it for what it was, you know, relatively short uh runtime at just, you know, eighty six minutes, which is totally cool with me. But um trying yeah, to think it was something else. Time. Right, right. Oh, oh no, I um I just I think one of the biggest things about that movie is the sound. You know, those unique sounds for um, the machines, like that droning, hissing sound. Right. You know, the Hebrew, um, even the, the Martian scream you hear at one point. Um, it was, it had audibly, the movie is great. I mean, it's got really, it envelops you in it just with the noise, especially when the military attacks the. Uh, right. 
the war machines. That's just, I mean, you're in it. That sounds like a battlefield yeah. with lasers, and that's really cool. Um, even at the end with the assault on Los Angeles, it, I mean, you're, you're, I like that. I think the sound was really, really well done. Uh, and what's really interesting is that heat ray noise was used again. I remember hearing it in, um, oh God, it's, it's a movie called, uh, Robinson Cruz on Mars, which actually reuses the Martian war machines without the oh, swan really? neck thing. It's just a body. Wow. Um, but, uh, that sound effect that was used pretty extensively in Voltron. And I remember hearing it a lot in Voltron as a kid. Wow. I guess it just became a stock sound. Um, Yeah, probably so. Like laser gun or something. Yeah. But it was distinctly that, you know. Uh, But I I just thought that was interesting. I even recognized that as a kid. I was like, that's... Uh, that's that's uh that's the war the world's Martian. That's not Voltron, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, what I was gonna mention earlier was you know, you can you know, this is not a B movie. You know, this is a you know, better than a B movie. And you could tell yeah. that, you know, from the beginning, you know, it's a you could, you know, tell that some money and some time went into this movie versus, you know, a you know, a regular B movie that was probably really popular around this time. You know, the uh, the sci-fi B movies. Oh, they were. They were huge. Um, yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. That's what makes you know War of the Worlds interesting. It is the fact that the studio allocated a large budget to it. Um, you know, do color, the special effects, and everything, and it shows. Everything's on the screen. Yeah, yeah it's given an A budget. Um, you know, most sci-fi movies were not given that. Uh, I can think of War of the Worlds in 53 and then Forbidden Planet in 56. was like that. Forbidden Planet's a gorgeous movie, just the way it is. They put out all the stops for it. Um, but, I'm uh, seeing uh, $2 million is what it's saying here. That's, that's, that's an awful that's lot of money. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I felt I felt it kind of ended uh, rather quickly. Like they, they were like right in the middle of battle, and then they just you know wrapped it up really quickly when they found out you know the the uh, you know what kills the Martians. Yeah, yeah, Which, and you know, I think I I wish they would do something more like what's in the book, uh, where you know. You have the narrator, which is Wells, walking through Dan London. It's a great chapter called Dan London, uh, where he's just seeing the destruction and everything. And then, bam, he sees a tripod up on a hill and is calling out to other tripods, to other Martians. Right. uh, he, He realizes it's sick. It's dying. He sees other tripods out there. They're dying. It's a slow thing. It was taken. It was. It was just. It was killing them. Uh, yeah, the movie does end it abruptly. That's one issue I have with movies of that time. They would just resolve something like that quick and bam, crash. Right. 
or even maybe not even credits, just the end. You know, uh, and, well, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, it's like as soon as they they found out, you know, oh, it's the uh, bacteria or whatever. You know, then the uh, I could just imagine like a bunch of spinning newspapers and like just flashing some headlines, and then like yeah. you know, cheers, and then roll credits. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but that's kind of what I meant. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the spinning newspapers that was always popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did that at one point in the movie. It wasn't at the very end there, but yeah. Uh, Newsflash: Humans kill Martians. Yeah. Roll credits. It. It was uh. I, yeah, I see your complaint with that. I, I get it. Because it, it is <clears throat> abrupt. But, um, yeah, you know, it it, it goes a, along a lot of the the, the similar things of the uh, the remake, which, you know, I've you know, obviously seen more recent than I'd seen this before I watched it again. So that's kind of what I was, you know, trying to, trying to separate them, but also noticing the comparisons at the same time. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like the scene a lot when the, uh, that eye, I don't know what you call it, like the magic eye thing comes in and, like, is looking around for him. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Uh, I don't know, electronic eye thing. I don't know what they call it. I think it maybe it's just, I don't think they ever gave it a name. It's an electronic eye, though, like you said. The, it's a that was like the, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was a good uh, tension-building scene. In, in which one? Well, the not the remake. I'm talking about this one. I'm a, the original. Oh, okay. We're still in the original. Yeah, that was that was cool. And then you know they had the house like that, and uh, and then you see a Martian. Yeah, I yeah. like the way they look in the fifties. That looks really cool. It's weird. Um. Yeah, I forget. Didn't they have like uh, crazy shit coming out of their mouth or something? All they have, they have like, they're like, they have hunched. They have no neck. It's like they have the torso and the 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 face is just like the the, the electronic eye thing. It's three different yeah, colors, prisms. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. I, I had to go look it up. Yeah, it's got the three colors. That's it. Yeah. Because that's that's the dominating thing in War of the Worlds is three. Everything's in threes. Uh, it just is because I think Wells chose that because you don't see that in, in our you know natural order. You know, either no legs, two legs, four legs, or a million, or eight, or six, I guess, but no three. Um, so but I think he chose that. Three is just kind of an off-kilter number. But you notice that yeah. when they land, when those... Uh, when the meteors land with the machines, each meteor has three machines. Um, and that's right. how they sweep across everywhere. Pairs, not pairs, but groups of three. Um, that's, that's just, I don't know, that's just, and, you know, the three eyes and everything. They, you know, the tripods in the book deal with that a whole more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a cool scene. Um like I said, I think I think the movie's well done, you know, from a technical standpoint. 
definitely. Yeah, well, I guess we can uh, get on to the 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 remake. Yeah, which is just one of several. Three of them came out that year. Uh, oh, right, but, right. Yeah, I guess for the purpose the, uh, of this, we'll just stick with the big one. <laughs> Who was it, like Casper Van Dien starring in there or some shit? Uh, <laughs> C. Thomas Owl. And, uh, C. Thomas Owl, Owl that's it. And uh, the, the Red. War of the Worlds. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's like the other one was a really low budget. Thing. The other one I did buy that one because uh, because it, he was the, the guy who made it was trying to he said it in the time he said it in eighteen ninety eight, which is what I really want to see out of a War of the Worlds you know, story. But, yeah, I remember uh, that. I remember when that came out that she bought it. Yeah, it's not very good though. Now this um, is a Steven Spielberg film, which is kind of odd that he would choose this. He's obviously got some sort of, uh, you know, uh, an appreciation for the original. He bought, shortly before he did that movie, he bought an original uh, script for the 1938 War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he does. He likes the property. You know, I don't know. That, that doesn't have anything to do, I don't think, with the uh, with uh, with this final product of the movie. But yeah, I mean, he, he's a science fiction fan, so yeah, he was he was pretty. I'm sure it was something he, he had been wanting to do. And kind of an odd choice with making it such a big budget, don't you think? <sighs> I mean. This it, was a summer blockbuster. Yeah, it was. But my, my my thing is is why have the big budget to make you know an alien invasion movie and then not show the invasion all that much. You know, shit or the alien point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, mainly tripods in this, you know, in the remake. Uh, yeah, I love the tripods in the remake. They're one of the few things I actually really like. I do too. Um, I think they're they look awesome. That foghorn noise they make is excellent. Yeah, yeah I like um, it a lot too. Uh, I don't like the aliens. I think they look really uninspired and they look like like shit. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't really agree with the direction he he chose for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, obviously a fucking massive budget for this thing, 130 something million dollars. Jeez. And it, it made it back. It made about a hundred over that. 235 million. Yeah, it's just domestically, I'm sure. Yeah, that is just domestic. I couldn't find the, the international. The thing is, he could have gotten more if he wanted it. You know they would have given him pretty much anything he asked for. <clears throat> Just such uh, an odd choice for him. But, you know, it does kind of explain a lot. You know, he's got a lot of similarities in his subject matter. Uh, 
you know, with uh, Close Encounters and E.T. and, uh, oh, shit, what else did he do around the, you know, the, his early years? Close Encounters of the Third, time, third Kind. And, you know, I mean, he's obviously got some sort of, a, you know, an infatuation with, you know, with extraterrestrial life. I think, yeah, because he had originally intended Close Encounters to be about malevolent aliens, like an actual invasion, and it didn't turn out that way. I think War of the Worlds was his way to actually do that invasion movie. Yeah. You know, because the other two, they, they were good aliens. And granted, you know, Close right. Encounters, they were abducting everybody and probably fingering all their holes for oh, decades on end. But, uh, you know, those hot holes. tearing Elliot up. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. That's just something he had been wanting to do, which would have been about 30 years at that point, I guess. So, what, what was your initial impression of the remake? Like, as we saw it together, I think. Um,. What did you originally think about it? Like, you know, as someone who was a big fan, you know, probably anticipating this movie, you're like, oh, man, awesome. Spielberg's doing it, you know? I, when I first heard he was doing it, I was, I was, I was ecstatic. But when I yeah. started hearing, like, them saying, well, they're not very Martians, even though that's such a small thing, I was like, Why? You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, you know, we know there's no life on Mars. It's like, what does it have to do with science fiction? I didn't like that right. angle. That just kind of showed what they were going to do with this. I, I was torn when I first saw it because, like I said, like the tripods were great. Some of the set pieces that they have in there are really good. Yeah, but uh, there's other things I just can't get over. I think that. Dumb as hell. I hate the the ride the, the lightning Martians saying they ride the lightning into the ground. What the fuck is that? And why the truck yeah, sitting weird. on the ground for millions of years? Why has nobody seen them? That's retarded. I mean that's just flat out stupid. <laughs> is that what they were saying? They've yeah, been the they've been under been the, the earth. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they said the tripods are under under the ground, uh, I guess waiting to uh, to they were just they had a, a a Sunday off to go murdering the shit out of people. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It made no sense. Um. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I thought that was really stupid. It was just flat out stupid. Um, I agree. It's, it's almost like they. They fucked up before they even got started. Good, you know. Exactly. Like that's what, why I was already worried. I mean, we, we we've seen like what, like, I mean, two percent of Mars surface, you know. Yeah. I mean, shit, they could come from the moon. As far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't be, you know, disputing a movie. You know, oh well, we know aliens don't exist. Or we know Martians don't exist, or life doesn't exist, however you want to phrase it. I mean, I never would have gone about it like that. That's a very, uh, I, I don't know, not a very realistic uh, viewer, I don't think. 
It was, it was the wrong way to go about it. Like, why were you asking these questions and wondering this? You know, that was my thing. Why, why are you even looking at it that angle? You're looking at it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that those little rovers that we have prove, prove them wrong. You know, I don't think there's life on Mars now, but I think it'd be fantastic if we found out there was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, you you can't discredit that on what we've seen, you know? We've seen next to, you know, next to nothing. Well, and uh, I think they drilled, like one of them drilled into the surface, and well, my water came up, like heavy water, which, you know, water is like one of the main components of life. Right, well, isn't the... Like, isn't the surface covered with, you know, the the remnants of rivers? There's there's uh, canals. Well, no, not really canals. That was that was a uh, a mistranslation. There, yeah, yeah. It shows evidence that uh, of old waterways, as you put in. There's poles. There's ice in the poles. Right. You know, and the, the water is. I, I think it's a heavier consistency of water. It's not like the water they found on, uh, like, one of Jupiter's moons or something, where the water on there is just, like, pure methane and ethane. So it just smells like just rotten egg farts nonstop. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Um, You got derailed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's easy to do when you think about farts. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not... Terribly dissimilar from Earth's water, from what I understand. I'm, I may be totally wrong on that, but I mean, I I don't know. I think it was too soon to say. <coughs> maybe maybe they'll look on there and find nothing, but I mean, it still stands that at the time and even now, it's too soon to say that there was never any life on Mars or is no life on Mars. Well, maybe you know, ten years from now, Spielberg will go back and. Replace all the aliens with uh, walkie-talkies. <laughs> the tripods themselves. I mean, they have just walkie-talkies just, instead of... Instead of huge walkie-talkies. No, they are just walkie-talkies. Like, okay. <laughs> there. I hope so. Speaking of that, I just, uh, I just bought E.T. the other day. On Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? Sorry, I thought I mentioned that. I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was an appropriate time to chime in with uh, some nonsense. Well, did he? But uh, was it walkie-talkies or did he put the guns back? You know, when I watched it a few months ago, or you know, a couple months ago, I I looked and I didn't even I didn't even see where they had guns or walkie-talkies. So I, I don't. I had heard that he put it back. That you know, he he said it was a mistake on his part. Um, this is the thirty-something anniversary of the movie. I think is is what this was. So. But um, you know, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and, and and watch it again. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to like the movie, man. I really did. But I just I just can't bring myself to to say I like it. Really, in any way, the tripods as cool as they are, uh, 
can't save it for me. And it, Tom Cruise is horrible as Cash. T- totally, dude. Like Tom Cruise trying to play every Joe, you know, every man. Oh, I'm just a. I work at the shipyard, Polly, or what is he, a fucking <laughs> forklift driver or some shit? I mean, he 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 can't play that, you know. That's, no. that's not who Tom Cruise is. He's not. I don't know. Hor- horrible choice. You wasted, you know, twenty five million dollars. You could have got. I mean, you could have got, you know, virtually any unknown actor to play that role. You know, you didn't need a name in that role. You've already got Spielberg directing the fucking thing. You don't need Tom Cruise as the lead. I mean, no. But I, I think one thing that they did get right is uh, it. I think it does a better job than the original, probably just because of the budget at showing the the fear and the destruction. Because yeah. you know when they're on that, uh, it's like a little ferry or some shit they're trying to get on. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like that—that's—that's that's like, like I legitimately like got like scared for them. You know, you know, people were falling off in the water, getting killed left and right. I thought they did a really good job with showing the panic right there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, and uh, you know, it was just something on that scale you couldn't have probably couldn't have even done back in the fifties. You know, you know, definitely not. Oh, you don't have the CGI. But no, you wouldn't have the ability to do 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 an effect that that big. No. No, that's. I think they they kind of took that that scene, or it was inspired. At least to me, it was inspired by a scene from a book, where um, they send out a frigate ship, or a warship, yeah. um, called the HMS Thunderchild against the tripods and uh, it actually destroys one in the book they're, they're able to destroy tripods but it's not easy to do but you can't do it but uh, you know these men knew they were going to die they went after the tripod destroyed one before two others more down on it and, and destroyed it and that's just that's a scene I really would love to see made uh, uh, yeah, you know, in awesome. cinema you know, especially in 1898, I think that's just a wonderful time for that. Because the book was written as an indictment of the uh, the Boer War. England's, uh, you know, right. England had had gone gone to war with the Boers, <laughs> and that was the first instance of concentration camps in history. The British were the ones who invented that. Um, and yeah, and, and you know, Wells was British. He, he wasn't cool with that at all, with colonialism and all that. Right. So uh, that was his indictment of that. Well, Wells was a socialist. You know, he had his own ideas about, you know, about things. But uh, yeah, I'm getting trailed off again. But uh, no, uh, yeah, it is a great <laughs> scene. The fairy scene is great. See, I love when the first tripod surfaces out of the ground. I think that's mm-hmm. actually as stupid as it is to me for them to do it like they do. <laughs> and, and you notice the ground screwed open. You know, no, really? the whole cylinder, that screwed open. They that's right, that. yeah. Because that was a big part of the book. Because it was a huge cylinder. The meteorite was a huge cylinder that unscrewed from the end. And then you were able to see in there and see what the 
Martians look like. They look different in the book than they do in any movie, except for that, that one to try to stay true to the book. They look like squid almost. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember. Uh, we must have talked about that before. Yeah, oh, uh, and you speaking of War of the Worlds, I'm going to say again, I know I've said it on another podcast. Anybody who's interested in graphic novels, read The Lady of Extraordinary Gentleman, because the second one is all about the War of the Worlds. And the tripods in there are the best I've ever seen them look, the way they're drawn. Really? Uh, I've read the first one. I haven't ever read read the second second one. I'm telling you, man, check out the second one. It's excellent. It it ties up a lot of loose ends, I guess, for the first one. Um, awesome, yeah. It's, it's do they really make uh, do they make one where it's like all the issues together? Yeah, yeah. I've got. Uh, like, well, is it? Uh, I don't know, man. I've got the. I've actually got the collected graphic novel for uh, one and two. Okay. Yeah, it's just volume two. I don't think it would be that expensive. So, so it is all together in one volume. Volume two. Yeah, 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 yeah. You awesome. get all of them on there. You know, awesome. I I'll definitely check that out, man. Yeah, I think you'll really like it because it's cool seeing other literary, uh, literary uh, characters in you know having to deal with the Martians from the War of the Worlds. It's really cool. Um, but. Uh, I did pick up one issue from it just because it had a tripod on the cover, and uh, <laughs> I just—I mean, it looks great. It looks—it looks almost like a like a Victorian version of of a war machine, except really yeah. sleek and like dangerous looking. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, I think I, I I've seen some of that when I was uh, searching for some some Google images recently. I yeah, saw some of those covers. Yeah, I'm at it. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I highly recommend the first one, the original, but I cannot recommend the new one. Uh, you... Yeah, it's it's really long, too, isn't it? It's boring. It's hell. I mean, you yeah, talk I about... Agree. Oh, no, you're talking about another movie there. It's... Uh, it's just 116 minutes. You know, like, so just just shy of two hours. Yeah, it didn't need to be that long. You know, it's boring leading up to the appearance of the first tripod, which is badass, and then it stops as him going back and getting his family and all that shit. You know, it Spielberg's insistence on on uh, making it about the average. Joe, as you put it, you know, yeah, how the average yeah. person works, which formally I would love that idea because I really like the idea of normal people dealing with abnormal situations. I think that makes for the best stories. It just didn't sure. work for this. No, I'm all for that. I don't think Tom Cruise was a good choice to play that guy. No. Uh, well, I don't think the way they went about it was the best way to do it either. You know, and, and see, no movie has done it like that. In, in the book, it's just the narrator. You know, there's no love of interest. He's not having to worry about, you know, he all he's worried about is getting to find his wife. That's all he wants right. to do because he's not sure if she's okay or not. He sent her away, you know, but uh, he's not sure. 
he's just trying to survive, you know, this horrible invasion going on. And he meets really interesting characters, which say bundled all into one character. And, <laughs> you know, made the man. fucking 10 foot tall Tim Robbins. The fucking playing. man. Yeah. I fucking love Tim Robbins in this movie, man. <laughs> I, I know you probably hate me for saying that, but. Tim Robbins is my favorite part of this movie. Like, I love... If he's on the screen, I love it. Because he's eight shit bananas in this motherfucker, man. Yeah. And, and I love it, it. It's not like... That's that's what's so... That was my issue with it. He comes across as... It's not the invasion that's driven him nuts. He was fucking nuts to begin with. Right. He was waiting right. for this moment so he could legitimately be nuts. That dude's just you ready know, to eat somebody, man. He's like, when the shit hits the oh, fan, yeah. I'm eating the motherfucker. Dude, he's like, <clears throat> all he's doing is like digging graves for rabbits or something in his <laughs> in his you know, basement. <laughs> no. But uh, I'm gonna do a I, I'm gonna do a fan edit of this, and it's just gonna be uh, <laughs> cuts of of Tim Robbins. Going crazy, and then like the tripods, and then the foghorn sound, and that's it. It'll be three minutes long. <laughs> uh, dude, have it interspersed through the whole thing. Just have it like screaming for and no it'll, reason. It'll have techno music playing, and Tom Cruise will throw a sandwich at a window every every twenty seconds. <laughs> but. You know, what you were you mentioning, uh, do what? No, you go ahead, dude. I was going to say, you mentioned that, uh, his, he was searching for his wife the whole time in the original. Yeah. And in this one, he's divorced. Yeah. And like, it's his weekend with the kids or whatever, which that's just some other fucking way to relate to people, you know, like, oh man. You know, he's he's just average Joe. You know, he's working hard at the fucking shipyard, and you know, his old lady's it's, you know holding him down. It's that checklist I was mentioning exactly. earlier. They have checklists exactly. of characters and movies that just go on. Okay, we got this, 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 this. Okay, we're hitting all the notes. You know, so we need to throw this person, this person, this person. We need to throw a strong female and an Asian in there, and we'll be good to go. It'll be ready to print. I mean, it's just, it's, it's bullshit. Not that I disagree with any of that. It's that you have to hit these notes, you know, and, and it's, it, it fucks things up, you know. It's, why can't it just be a person? Why does it have to be a person of a certain color or sex or whatever, you know? Why, I mean, I don't know. You know. Pick the best actor for the role. Not because he's a certain, you know, shade of the rainbow. It, it should have been Tim Robbins playing the father, just being nuts, just being just absolutely nuts. Like he's been, he's been seeing this coming for a long time. Like he knows the machines are down there, so he's just absolutely insane. Oh, and then the, uh, the ending of the movie, it it zooms out of Tim Robbins' eye, and you see him in a straight jacket, and he's he's in a mental institution. And the whole thing has been yep. a fucking brain fart of Tim uh, Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if that would have made better. 
But, uh, man, uh, yeah, what I was saying a minute ago was, what do you think about his son? I, I, I didn't like him. He he was very, very unlikable. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. was. Just, oh, just some little punk asshole kid who just wants to listen to his iPod. He doesn't want to deal with dad, you know, and, and then the, of course, you know, throughout the film, they, you know, bond. So fucking dumb, man. So, so cheesy. So, you know, again, by the numbers, you know. Yeah. It's, well, what did you stand? It's like his insistence on running into that battlefield, you know, oh, granted, yeah. which, yeah, yeah, and he disappears. Yeah. Until the end, which that pissed me off. He just shows up on that street at the end. Like what the fuck? They should have. They should have shown him get killed, like ripped apart for the rest of the movie for thirty minutes. While he got Dakota Fanning is screaming. Yeah, Dakota Fanning. We can't forget her. Yeah, while well, she does a scream. That's yeah, it. She, the, she has like five she words not, in there. It all. Screams. Oh man, totally. It's it's like if. There was a language solely in screaming at the top of your lungs. And that was what you were speaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, they were unlikable, both of them. You know, I agree. Uh, you know, everyone fanning, was. Every, everyone was unlikable. You didn't want to root for anyone. Except Tim Robbins. No, I was, yeah, I'm rooting for him right now. Uh, no, one thing I did think was cool about the, the remake was that they brought in the red weed, which was not in the movie, the 53 movie. It's prominent in in the book. Right. You know, but all it is in the book, it's just a weed. It's just... Like, you know, explorers here on Earth come down here, you know, like say they came to the New World, they brought, I'm not talking about diseases, but I'm talking about like, you know, seeds just following them, you know, the rats came with them, stuff like that. That's what the red weed was in the book. It was literally mm-hmm. just a weed that followed the tripods down here, and it right. just exploded, choking up rivers and all that. Uh, but it succumbed to the same thing that, that, that killed all the Martians. It wasn't right. some weird blood farming shit like they were doing, which I don't I don't know what they were going for. It was it was it mirrored a scene in a book where the narrator sees the Martians feeding, which is terrifying when you read it because it's awful how they feed. But they weren't doing it like that like they were in the, in the movie, even though that was horrifying too. It's like they were just doing it just to do it. They weren't doing it to eat. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's why they were collecting people in the baskets. Again, the baskets were another thing that were brought in from the book. So there are certain aspects to it that I think they did better than the original, particularly regarding the tripods, or at least acknowledging certain things. They still didn't bring back the black smoke, which was a really cool weapon in the original novel. Yeah. Uh, that's also in the 1938 radio broadcast. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really hit and miss, man. It's great stuff. Like, like I watched it. I had to skip through a lot of it, just get to the tripod scenes. Because I wonder, yeah. I mean, if you can find a highlight reel of, mm-hmm. of the, the Martians themselves, go for it. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know... I, I don't know. I wasn't disappointed by any of that. You know, even the way the Martians look didn't really disappoint me. <clears throat> but you know, the movie itself did. Yeah. Yeah, there's parts of a good movie in there, and I think that's what irritated me the most about it was the fact that the potential was there. I mean, Spielberg could have done right. a fantastic one. He, no, just not then. Spielberg could have done a great one back, let's say, in the early 80s, using stop motion, Phil Tippett, you know, the stuff they use for Star Wars, you know, for Empire and Return of the Jedi, right. the AT-ATs and the ATSTs. I think they could have made a really cool World of Worlds at that time. You know, he, he had that mindset, but now he's all about historical dramas and stuff. Which one was the chicken walker? Was that the ATST? I can't remember. I think I think that is the the big the big four legged one. Was the other one? The uh, the the chicken walkers look similar to the uh, the tripods, kind of. I mean, you know, in that's certain. That's what I'm saying. They could have yeah. animated that. Oh man, that's. Just a missed opportunity, like he said, but this didn't need to be a big budget movie. It didn't need to have Spielberg direct it. it didn't need a big star in it. I mean, it, it no. could have been a really good movie, you know, if, if they had stayed, you know, closer to the book or the original movie. I think, for me, the ideal uh, way to go about doing World of Worlds is miniseries. Because you can't do, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about a long drawn out one at all, but do like mm, two, three parts, maybe. BBC. Yeah. I think it needs to be British because it's a British book and it's core. And uh, I think that would be excellent to see. Well, I wanted to ask you before we got off of here, I mean, there's, there's a few more, uh, you know, adaptations of it. Uh, you know, yeah. the ones we mentioned, uh, there's a, th- there was a movie in 1988. That's, you're talking about the, uh, the TV series, War of the Worlds. But, no, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, the TV series was 89, it was 88 through 90, does that sound right? Yes. Were you familiar with it that at weird. all? It, you know, I tried to watch it because I love the movie so much. And they, you know, in the credits, they always showed the war machines because the whole thing was that the government had the war machines in, in warehouses, which doesn't make any sense that they would just do that. They would have reverse engineered the shit out of those. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they had those and they reactivate. But the aliens are different. The Martians, they, uh, they like, take over people's bodies. They're more like, I guess, body snatcher, puppet master kind of things. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't get into it there. It wasn't, it was a little too different for me at the time. I'd love to go back and try it now. Uh, yeah, I'd love to check out. this out. Uh, it had Adrian Paul in it, so. 
Okay. Yeah, that's right. I've even had a familiar face in it. So, uh, um, you know, of Highlander fame. Yeah. Um, I wonder where you can watch this. They had it on DVD a few years back. They released it. I never picked it up, though. Oh, really? Well, damn, I need to check that out. That kind of reminds me of, you know, Spielberg produced another series called Invasion. Yeah, I've heard of it. Which I've only seen, uh, you know, a handful of episodes so far. I bought it. uh, It's two seasons, and I I bought the full set, and uh, looking forward to checking that out. That looks really cool, too. Hmm. Um, But one thing I wanted to mention... uh, that I that I was going to talk about earlier was uh, have you heard about the X Files? They're 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 trying to reboot the X Files. Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, with the uh, Mulder and Scully both in it, or Chris Carter the, uh, the original. Yeah, yeah, Chris Carter's coming back. I think right now they're just waiting on Gillian Anderson to to sign on, and I may have heard that she did. Um, I do. From what I heard, she was all about it. She's doing good so, right now. She is. Have you seen the her British series called uh, The Fall, I think it is? I have not. They just put I, season two on Netflix. I'm looking forward to checking that out. It's uh yeah. first season was really good. Okay. Because I've seen her in Hannibal. That's all I've seen yeah, her recently. That's right. I forgot and she was in somebody. Hannibal. She's somebody that, to me, gets more beautiful with age. Uh, she's, yeah. She, she's prettier today than she was, you know, in the 90s. Yeah, I was just talking to my brother about that. She she looks almost younger now than she did in, like, the first season of The X-Files. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, um, she's doing pretty good. I gotta tell you, man. I, I had a, I had a big thing for her back in the day. Still do. Well, I mean, just because she, I was such a fan this. of the X Files. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she was kind of like the the girl next door. Sorry to keep cutting you off. No, no, no. It's fine, man. You keep you keep uh, you keep working on that chub, that Gillian Anderson chub you got going there. I'm working on it. I got I got yoga videos over on this one side. <laughs> on the other side, I got uh, just just clips of uh, Julian Anderson. Got your flashlight out. But uh, yeah, so I think we pretty much uh, ran the gambit on those two movies. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious how we feel. I'd say definitely watch the original, and uh, you know maybe maybe YouTube some of the clips in the uh, the, the remake, yeah, the Spielberg that remake. Seems about right. Yeah, all right. Like I said, the original was straight up great fifty sci-fi. Uh, yeah. Nice. Well, cool, man. Yeah. You want to go ahead and get off here? Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, no. No, I guess I'm good, man. Cool. I think we covered it right, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> we pretty much covered it. Um, mm-hmm. 
All right, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, check us out on Twitter, and uh, check us out on iTunes, and give us a comment on there if you if, you, if you'd like. And uh, we thank you for listening, and talk to you next time. People don't seem to realize that they're being a lot like the people who. You still there? And, um, yes, yes, I am. Oh shit, man! Can I can't me? hear you. God damn it! Okay, can you hear me now? <clears throat> can you hear me now? Hello? Oh, there you are. Okay. What the hell? It was silent, man. I don't know what's going on. It can't be the speaker on my earphones, because you hear something. That's weird. No, I... uh, I don't know. Um...